Schmidt beer, the brew that grew to be best in the Great Northwest. Try a frosty cold glass of Bavarian right away. More doctors smoke camels than any other cigarette. Cheers, everyone, and welcome to the Unfiltered Gentleman Podcast. Broadcasting live from Ennegrin Brewing Company in Park, California. And now, with a higher BAC than your ABV, Greg and Dan. Hey, everybody. What's happening? Thanks to everybody who came out. This is the Unfiltered Gentleman. Yeah. Yeah, let's hear it. We are here in Park at uh, one of our favorite breweries, Ennegrin. We've had them a couple of times. Uh, I am Greg. This is Dan. This is Dan. This is Dan, as per usual. And joining us, we have the man himself behind Ennegrin. This is Chris Ennegrin right here. Hey. Hello. <laughs> the, uh, the brewmaster herself, Brittany. Hello. And uh, woo, the master of festivities, John Burke. <laughs> hey, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a shy one. I'm shy. It's yeah. a nice voice. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> He's been working on his speaking voice. Yeah. So thanks, everybody, for coming out. We're going to do a couple of things. We're going to talk about these guys. We're going to talk about some beer. Uh, we're also going to do a little sampling flight. So if you want to drink along with us, the podcast flight is ready to be ordered at the bar. Just go ask for the podcast flight, and you can drink what we're drinking. Cause, and it, uh, if you're listening to this at home, stop it right now. Head to the brewery. <laughs> grab that flight and continue. Why aren't you drinking <laughs> if you're you at got home. another flight in front of you. Just pound it and then order the podcast flight. Exactly. Oh, Greg. Oh, and uh, if you guys that are here want to ask any questions of anybody that's up here, whether it's us or the more important people who make beer, we have uh, little question cards up there. So go write those down, hand them in, and we'll we'll ask away for you. Um, all right, let's let's not waste any time. Let's get into uh, the show. Let's get into these guys. We're drinking beer. We're talking beer. We're drinking more beer. Um, speaking of beer, the man himself, Chris Integrant, everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, before we get into everybody, before we get into what we're drinking, give us like a super quick history of how Integrin kind of came to be. So I uh, went to school at Loyola Marymount down in L.A. I was an engineering major. I always liked to build stuff. It was always like a potato cannon or something stupid like that. And then we like to drink beer too. And one night I just kind of looked on the internet and I was thinking, how can we build beer instead of these ridiculous things? <laughs> Went to the uh, local homebrew shop, which conveniently was about a mile away from the school. Okay. Asked the guy, I said, listen, I want to get into brewing. What do I need? And he just walked me through and was like, you need this, you need this, this. I made him explain to me about 30 times how to do all-grain brewing. Came back. We uh, made a batch. It was, it had alcohol in it, but right. it wasn't great. <laughs> That's about where it ended, right? But really, it was like, you know, it was like, all right, I, I made beer. That was the coolest thing in the world. Right. And from there, I think it's just like... Um, for some reason, like in the in brewing with um, home brewing, after your first batch of home brew, you're always thinking like, at some point, I'm going to make a brewery. When you get cookies or break and bake <laughs> cookies, you're not like I'm going to be a cookie baker one day. It's like no, no, beer is like I'm going to have a brewery someday. So that's the uh, the start of it all. And nice. then um, basically, my brother Matt and uh, my friend Joe, who also went to school with, um, got really into it. Started brewing a lot more. We built our own rig. Which is the little red guy right behind you guys? Right oh, there. a little tiny thing. Yeah, yeah that's the sorry. original. That's over there. Our yeah. pilot system now that Brittany yeah. loves to brew on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
And, uh, the beer that's coming out of that now is a lot better than the beer that was coming out <laughs> a long time ago. It was a lot, but yes, right? Hey, got to start so, somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah so we, we brewed on that thing all through through college um, and then moved back to uh, Moore Park after school. Started working at uh, Medtronic as an automation engineer, and I took that thing and I automated the whole thing. And then from there, we just got way too into home brewing for a garage. As if that's a problem. Build yeah. our first brewery, which is our three-barrel system. Nice. And I hear you're quite the nerd. Like you've helped set up other breweries, and yeah, I've done yeah. a lot of the programming for a lot of local breweries. Um, I work for Premier local, Stainless. like international breweries. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> local ones too. Yeah, yeah, local ones. A lot yeah. of the ones that are around here, he's helped out with. But I mean, you've been all over the world. Yeah, so. right. And, but yeah. between Medtronic or in my between quitting Medtronic and starting this thing off fully, I did a part time job working at Premier Stainless, which is a great experience because I got to travel around the world, install yeah. breweries. I went to New Zealand for a garage project, did their install. Oh, I wow. was this close to just staying down there forever because it was amazing. <laughs> um, but then we'd be so sober right now, that'd be awful. That's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming but back. Met he a lot of great awesome people, back too. A lot of great um, brewers that knew a lot about, or a lot more than I did at the time, and it was just nice being able to like to talk to all these people and get yeah. different ideas of how to how to do different things. Yeah, perfect. Well, we're glad you're back. Before we talk to you two, I got to start drinking some beer. Yeah. So if you don't mind, let's let's get to the beer of the week. Grab your libations, pals. It's time for beer of the week. And if you're drinking well, you know that you're my friend, and I say. So we are drinking uh, Laurel Pills. This is their single hop Pilsner uh, that they've come out with, or single hop rotating hop Yeah, this Pilsner. is the first one of the single hop series. Is this kind of like a F you to the rotating hop IPA? No, it's not. It's yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is a beer where you can taste beer and the hops together. So... Um, you taste like a single hop IPA. Usually it's like someone taking a sack of laurel hops and beating you to death with it. Right. <laughs> this is going to be just like having a nice pilsner with some nice crackery notes to it, a lot of grain body to it, and then also the hops kind of accompany. Okay. Continue, yeah. John. I'm not much of a pilsner man, but <laughs> I, I can dig this. This is delicious. Yeah, John, before the show, was telling me, like, this is, this is the perfect one to come out with or to, to start with. You guys just came out with it. Um, when's the next... Series, next beer in the series. You guys are brewing the next one soon, right? Yeah. Soon. We're thinking we'll probably release it close to summer. We're uh, toying the idea with using summer hops, so it gives you that stone fruit, fruity kind of fun flavor, and then because it's a summer hop, we'll call it a summer pills, and we'll release it on the first day of summer. And it is just way too easy to drink. It is. Yeah, it's fantastic. Perfect. It's gonna get it's gonna confuse people though and be like summer pills. So it's just like for the summer. No, it's because the hops are called summer hops. Yes. Right. It's, that could uh, get confusing. Yeah. It's all right. All of our beers are confusing yeah. to most of the people out there. So, uh, but that's yeah. what we're about. Like, Why that's change a, that now? yeah. Well, that's what we're about here. Is we're we're about educating people on on beer. I mean, you don't find a brewery that has basically nine. Or what do we have? 10 out of 12 lagers on the board. Right. You know? I feel smarter already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the more I drink, the smarter exactly. I feel. Exactly. Right. Yeah, it's perfect. All right, this is delicious. We're going to get to our flight in just a couple of few. First, let's let's meet Brittany and John. Brittany, uh, you, <laughs> as I stalked you earlier on the internet, uh, we found out not Weird. Only, I know, we it's creepy as hell. Okay, I, I stalked you too. You know, it's normal. It's hey, everybody, normal. I've been stalked. 
uh, I found out that not only did we grow up in the same town, which is, mm-hmm. this happens to me all the time, it's super annoying, but uh, you didn't go to school for, for beer, at least not initially. What did you initially no. go to school for? Um, I went to college for my bachelor's degree in exercise science, sports medicine, thinking I was going to come out and go be a doctor, decided I hated touching people's bodies, and that was the end of that. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. All right. And uh, how did you get into brewing? How did you make that uh, transition? You know, same way everybody else did. We uh, started homebrewing. My husband and I started homebrewing in college. You know, typical pot on the stove, boil over, ruin your stovetop type situation. Um, quite a number of years later, we were approached by somebody to open a brewery and kind of just went from there. Wow. Yeah, and I hear so you. So she, go, go into the other brewery that, yeah. I mean, you're a part well, of. Well, I heard someone Facebook stalk me, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I may have seen some things about that. What's the other brewery? Uh, my husband and I opened a brewery in Maui, uh, second one on the island. Uh, started about two and a half years ago. Um, so far, so good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But you guys won some awards. Yeah, uh... so. The first year we were open, we won bronze for, ironically, our German Pilsner. <laughs> um, uh, no luck last year, but, you know, it's luck of the draw with those things. Yeah. So, so how did you make your way to Integrin? Uh, long story short, about five years ago at their very small brewery across the way, I had Protector, fell in love with it, looked at my husband and said, I want to open a brewery. And he was like, really? And I was like, this beer is the best beer I've ever had. It is no longer on tap. So don't, go lo- don't go looking on the board. It's on the secret menu. Uh, and it's not I actually it's, yeah. made a joke to Chris that if he ever took it off tap, I'd quit. Unfortunately, he uh, gave me a promotion the same week he took it off tap. Yeah. So, no win situation there. Um, but no, I, I became friends with Matt uh, when we started opening our brewery, kind of picking his brain about things, stuff they went through. Um couple years in, we decided not to take the plunge and move to Maui. It just wasn't right timing for us. We still stayed very much involved. We flew back and forth every other weekend. I was telling you we did 48-hour red eyes to brew beer, and it got insane. Um, Then at St. Patrick's Day two years ago, Chris was very hydrated, as was I. Stay hydrated. He mentioned that his brewer had left, and, you know, they were kind of in a pickle, and I basically forced his hand in the job. No, it wasn't a forced hand. No, so um, just kind of working with Brittany and Justin when they were getting their brewery started, you know, I, I knew that Brittany knew what she was talking about. I called about, him with every issue. Knew how to clean tanks, <laughs> knew how to really handle a brewery. And um, I remember I was talking to Brittany. standing right there next to yeah. Susan, actually. Right there. <laughs> and, um, Susan's the name of uh, some that's, equipment. Yeah, that's <laughs> my mom. We can go through those. John's mom, but it's also a tank. For everything. John came out of a fermenter, basically. Yeah. Uh, but we were talking we to Brittany, and, and she just said, you know what, we're not going to move to Maui. And I was just like, do you want to work here? And she's like, yes. All right, Absolutely. good. <laughs> Wonderful. You have a job. So, so that's and our brewery has only gotten better. So, <laughs> yes. Definitely. Well, my liver thanks you. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, you, before we get to our flight, John has probably the coolest title of anybody. Oh yes. The master we of festivities. It, keep it short on the, Yeah, it's master of festivities. I started. Uh, Chris and I went to high school together, um, and uh, about. So we went to high school together, and then when they were starting the brewery, I was homebrewing up north where I was living, and I saw the stuff they were putting on Facebook, and it was like, oh, you know, everybody's, 
posting about their their brewery that they're starting, that they're brewing in their garage, and they're doing this and that. Everybody's posting those pictures that you know, and most of it's just. I had my own label at the time too. It was called General Bird's Liquid Courage. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so I thought that I was like going to come down here and, or so I emailed Chris and I was like, hey, love you know, love see what you guys are doing and. Uh, I'd love to see your guys' system, thinking that it was, you know, a little bit more sophisticated than what me and my friends were doing up there. And I get here, and by that time, they were actually on the three-barrel system, and it was, I don't know, a couple months into opening up, and uh, I tasted the beers, too, and it's so funny, because, like, I thought Protector was one of the best beers at the time, too. Um, But, I mean, that was, I think we were all kind of young in the beer beer scene at the time so that's why we all love that you're a wee lads yeah yeah um but so i get there and see it and i'm like oh my god and chris shows me all the stuff that he's done and you know building the uh, the switchboards and the uh the taps the Not touch called switchboard what's it called i don't know i don't know your Switch technical boil. jargon <laughs> yeah. mr brewer stuff. man oh, <laughs> you're you whatever it is yeah, so. the command center <laughs> yeah sorry command yeah center. So he's got his command center, and he's touching <laughs> he stuff, to and the things are switches are going, and I'm like, "Whoa, cool, man!" I, and my my expertise was turning the oven on and off, or like the stove on and off. That's about as good as I could get. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, him and and then we just started getting a lot closer than we had been since high school, really, and uh, started talking more about beer. I've been a salesperson my whole life, and. Uh, I, I weaseled my way in by saying, "Hey, I'll do all the festivals and start doing all <laughs> I'll the do all the fun stuff, all the music right? and and the food and all that." And uh, my goal is to basically be our head of sales, which I am now. Um, and because that, that was the one thing that we really didn't have the time, but we weren't big enough either. So when we started growing enough that we really needed to start producing a ton, pushing it out there, I was able to uh, to do what I do, and now I'm doing all of our sales and our marketing and. Um, and uh, yeah, making this making this ship go. Yeah, you're <laughs> good at what you do, though. I gotta say, like that master of festivities, kind of. Well, I like to party. Questionable that's the title. Main, the main thing. You know, that, that's I like what I was thinking. But you know, right now I have a bit of a public speaking problem. Everyone's in their underwear right now for me. <laughs> yeah. You you grab the mic. You're right on with the PA. And yeah, you're good at what you yeah, do. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, have nice underwear. We yeah. <laughs> uh, I uh, you know we do all, all of our. I want to make things. We make our beer the most authentic type of beer that's around. Right. I mean, German beer has to be. If you're going to make German beer, you make it right. So we do our festivals like the most authentic things that you're going to see. Yeah. Our Frühlings Fest that's coming up is going to be. Most people don't even know what a Frühlings Fest is, but it was one of our biggest events last year. And people remember. I got a guy calling me from Seattle this year saying, "Hey, when's your Frühlings Fest?" So I think oh. it's going to be a little crowded, <laughs> but, but it's like Oktoberfest, man. And our Oktoberfest is just phenomenal. And, you know, I love doing that. I actually did that in college. Um, and so I was able to keep doing it here. And yeah, pretty Make sweet. It, you get paid to party. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then you weaseled your way into a real job too. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Then I have to do that other real <laughs> yeah. stuff on the side. Yeah. But. In between pints. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Very cool. Uh, should we move on to the podcast flight? Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Take a Sounds quick, good to me. Quick pause for the cause. Awesome. Yeah. I'll go get us some, uh, some flights and we'll, uh, We'll do it. Yeah. All right, we're back. We've got beers. Hopefully Hope everybody's got else. their flights. Yeah, oh hopefully gosh. got their podcast flight. We've got our podcast flight. Wonderful Chris, rainbow of beers. Chris yeah. and I aren't drinking, so Brittany wanted us to get the big ones for her. Yeah, yeah. She's, uh. <laughs> she's a little dehydrated. Yeah. Yeah, so she needs to catch up over there. 
Yeah. Nothing like, nothing like brewing like a bu- with a buzz. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so we got our podcast flight. Hopefully everybody here at Integrin has their podcast flight. And uh, hopefully everybody at home uh, has... Hit pause and ran down <laughs> yeah, the, to the brewery. Come on, people, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. All right, John, you want us? Uh, we want to walk us through what we're drinking. Please. So uh, let me give you the lowdown on what we have here. Uh, we have basically our core beers. That uh, there's six core beers, starting with the lightest one, it's a German style Helles, and we have our Bavarian style Hefeweizen. A lot of these are Bavarian style, yeah. but <laughs> uh, then we have our Lagertha, which is like a West Coast Pilsner. Uh, so it's going to be a little bit more hoppy. We dry hopped it with mosaic with mosaic hops. It's going to be probably one of the hoppiest beers that you actually have at the brewery. Nice. Uh, then we have our Vienna Lager, our Valkyrie German style amber, which is a German alt beer okay. out of Dusseldorf, Germany, and then a uh, Nighthawk Schwartz beer, which is a black lager. That's nice. Beer so the of shoulder. these, we have four of them are lagers. Two of them are ales, mm-hmm. um, and the two ales are both. Super traditional excited. German beers. So, I mean, it, most of these are really traditional German beers, except for maybe Lagertha, which is like a German Check pilsner that's kind of been West Coastized. <laughs> is that a word? Yeah, it is a word. no, it is now. <laughs> it, it's in the brewer's handbook. West Coastized. Yeah. It's given hops. It's when no, you put, yeah, just just throw hops in it, whatever, and then look out at the ocean majestically. <laughs> yeah. <Say> West Side. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's uh, start off with number one. Yeah, so we'll start off with uh, the lightest one. Beer. Which is, I guess, a good Cheers, place everybody. to start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prost. 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 Clinks Prost. across the table. This is the lightest one. It's a German-style Helles. Basically, if you go to Bavaria and you ask for a beer, that's what you get. Oh, so you. they call it, yeah. I've had a few. Helles is actually uh, German for bright. So okay. if you look at it, it's a super bright beer, super clear beer, super light beer. Uh, and we made this beer because there really wasn't any craft lagers out there. Right. And craft light lagers. And so we made it based on what beer has been for, you know, hundreds of years. Uh, and it's a, it's just a German light lager. I describe it when I'm out there selling it as beer. <laughs> beer with an eye. It's, but just, it's just beer, you know. It's, it's basically what you, what, what German beer culture is like based around. It's, you grab one of these, you don't need to, to sniff it, quaff it. <laughs> swirl it, just drink it, just drink and it. and look at your friends and talk to your friends. Like we're at the brewery, there's no, uh, I mean we're the only entertainment right now. <laughs> we're all you got we don't, people. You'll see there's no use TVs. That there's there's a big table in the middle where there's probably like three or four different families that are all starting to talk to each other. We got a bunch of people from all over the place and you know drinking out of steins and not necessarily talking about. I mean we're talking about the beer now, but yeah. <laughs> but it's about talking to everybody else. And so that's what this beer is. It's just an awesome lager. Chris, you can talk a little bit more about like the, uh, the science of it if you Some want. Some of the nerdy stuff. Like yeah. Yes, please. Um, I mean, just to kind of echo what John was saying, we're going to these, these beer fests, and people always come to the table and ask us, like, well, what's your lightest one? What's your lightest one? What's your lightest one? And we kind of started thinking, like, let's make the lightest one, then. Let's make that beer. And um, how do you get a really nice, light-style lager without tasting terribly? Well, don't put corn, don't put rice in it. Thank you. Just use malt. <laughs> All malt. Yeah. And um, I, I'm figuring out this whole microphone thing. <laughs> it's, tough. Sorry. it's tough. I've uh, done a couple of these, so I'm just new to me, so it might be loud or not loud enough. But <laughs> There's a learning curve. I'm getting there. Really I think you got it. I got it now, right? It gets yeah, better it's the more you drink. Like a, yeah. Yeah. The more yeah. you drink, the better it gets. It's one tongue distance from the mouth. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's weird. <laughs> no. So, um, lots of malt. Yeah, we decided, we looked back and we were just thinking, like, all right, well, you know, when you go to Germany and you just ask for beer, they just slam you down this this liter mug full of Hellas. Hellas is, like, one of the main beers out there. It's easy drinking. It's Everyone can like a Hellas. It's not too hoppy. It's not really malty. Um, but it's a nice, balanced beer. Good for anything. So we want to make that, like, one of our, our basically our cornerstone of our um, our, our uh, tasting flight, just something that's just nice and light. You can start everything off with. It's a great warm-up beer for sure. Yeah, and it's just a great all-day beer. Yeah. It's, well, um, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, one thing about this one though too is that it's just being a light lager. It's hard to make. There are two ingredients in this beer. It's Pilsner malt and Hallow Tower hops. I mean, you put yeast in it too, obviously, and water and you know. <laughs> four. Um, I mean, yeah, I count four now. There's a German beer law that says four ingredients, so that's but what we put into it. Yeah, there's no Girl Scout cookies in this. Thing? <laughs> yeah. No, and there's no sparkles either. No, <laughs> no glitter. Just, yeah, yeah did you see that? Oh, no. that's part of our booze news coming oh, out. Jesus. I don't want to get into that. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Basically, Matt. Unicorn beer. But it, it goes to it goes to an intense mash step. Um, it's it's not like an easy beer to make, even though it has two ingredients. Because Four. anything you do wrong or if you miss anything, it's going to shine right through. If your pH is off, if your gravity is off, um, temperatures are different, it's going to just be a red thumb throughout the whole process when you yeah. taste at the end. Fermentation, we do a lot of things in the fermentation that um, get a lot of the aromas and the flavors kind of locked into them. Um, lagering is one of the biggest things. If you don't logger out long enough. Correctly it's not going to be yeah. great. So right. if you want to make a nice, good, won't be clear. crisp Hellas or any of these loggers, you got to spend about seven or eight weeks in the tank. There's, and there's it's hard to tell someone to spend eight weeks in the tank when you can turn an IPA out in right. like two, two weeks, and make yeah. more money on it. Right. There's there's shortcuts you can take. There's shortcuts you can take that a lot of breweries are, are taking to make loggers right. out there, uh, and you can taste it in the beer. Put it up next to the lightest one. And I guarantee you, you will taste the difference. Yeah, it still tastes good, but it's still super light lager. Yeah, yeah. exactly. All right. It, well, yeah. No. Good. Please, okay. What's up next? Uh, so the next one is uh, Schonatag. Schonatag. It means beautiful day in German. Mm. So uh, it's a it's an amazing breakfast beer. <laughs> uh, there's well actually said. one of my one of my favorite words in German is called is Frühstücken, which means to join with friends at a brewery or bar. Uh, before noon okay. for food and drinks. So oh. it's basically brunch. Yeah. And at Fruskopen, you drink uh, Hefeweizen. So uh, our Hefeweizen... It's not too banana-y. It's just nice and light. And it's, it's a good shower beer. There you go, yeah. Um, yeah, wake you up in the morning, you know, get one of these going. When we have our events, we're here at, you know, 7 in the morning, and I grab one of these. So <laughs> oh, um, wake up it gets you going. There you go. It's uh, it's only 4.8%. It's, I mean, obviously, you don't want to, you got to be able to go through the rest of the day. Yeah, if it's a lot breakfast. of our beers are lighter, too. You know, okay. uh, it's uh, in German German beer culture, you're not a ton of big beers like that. We do have our Doppelbach and our uh, our, our bigger beers that we'll talk about later. But, yeah. Um, but Beers in Germany are for drinking all day, and that's why you start with Verskopen and you start with your Schonertag Hefeweizen on a beautiful day. Uh, so this one has, it's an unfiltered Bavarian wheat beer. Uh, we use a... Would you call it a hazy? It's super <laughs> hazy, bro. Please don't do that. Like, it's the haziest. Is there oatmeal in it? Hazy. Yeah. It's so loud. it's a... Uh, it has the yeast gives it the uh, the flavors of banana and clove, but it's not too banana. It's not yeah. too clovey. There's different hefeweizens that 
if you taste this next to another German Hefeweizen, a Franziskaner or a Weinstefaner or whatever, they're going to be different because all of these beers are different. And you can like one better than the other because you like the spiciness of a Franziskaner or you like the, the cloviness of a Weinstefaner or something. Ours might not be quite as spicy as one. It might not be quite as much banana as the other. Everybody has their own taste buds, yeah. you know, their own, their own taste and stuff. But uh, it's a true Bavarian Hefeweizen, and it is it, it stands out among any Hefeweizen that you're going to find out here. Doesn't taste as true to Bavaria as that. Yeah, Ask the Germans. They're over there. <laughs> There's a bunch of Germans that are here right now. Hey, Germans. <laughs> the Germans. Yeah. 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 They, said, they said yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. What's next up? So the next one is the uh, Lagertha. Lagertha. It's our West Coast Pilsner with mosaic hops, a dry hops Pilsner, um, another lager, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what we this one's always been a little bit hoppier of a lager. It's about 45 IBUs, maybe a little bit more. That's hoppy for a lager. Yeah. yeah. Well, for for a for a Pilsner, it's it's a little bit more on that hoppy side. It's a great gateway beer for the uh, the IPA drinkers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can definitely taste yeah. the hops, man. Just yeah, like, taste the hops. Yeah. The, the aroma on this is so solid. It's just a yeah. It's that that citrusiness, and I get a lot of grapefruit out of it. Fruity aroma from the mosaic yeah. hops, which are actually an American hop, not a German hop. Yeah, oh. so what gives it that like West Coast flair is we throw these American mosaic hops into it, which is untraditional to. A pilsner style beer. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's dry hopping too. Yeah. Yes, and dry hopping dry is not something hop it. Yeah, and uh, but that's you know, I mean, we're a German brewery and German style. You know, we do and lager brewery, but uh, you know, we're on the West Coast and people like hops. This they is do. a great gateway yeah. beer to people that are like, hey, you like hoppy stuff? Try this. It's not going to burn your face off. It's <laughs> a it's a beer that you can drink all day long. And you still get that nice hoppiness, that citrusiness, that little bit of a uh, little bit of bitterness that that those IPA people are looking for. And hey, it's a lager, and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's nice for those IPA nerds who are like, I don't want a lager, exactly, yeah, because yeah. they don't understand what it can be. You right. know, well, people always think that lager just means light, crappy, low carb right. beer. And when we get to like yeah. Nighthawk. I mean, obviously, we'll get to that one in a minute, favorite. but it's like. People think it has to be low in hop hoppiness. It can't be dark. It can't be heavy. It's just got to be boring and cheap. And right. You know, that's an uphill battle that we're fighting every day. And John yeah. probably can speak about that oh, more. God. I, I fight going it every into day. Bars yeah. Because you know when you see when you see someone who's a beer expert, they're a hoppy beer expert, and that's about it. Well, so, and I get you know I get people who are hot, who are beer experts, and the first thing I you know if I pour them the, uh, gosh what. Well, Vienna Lager. Okay, yeah. so we're going to get to that next, actually. Um, and they'll be like, oh, that's an interesting color for a lager. I'm like, actually, not at all. <laughs> that's pretty normal. You are pretty wrong. <laughs> I don't say that because I'm trying to sell them beer. Right. But, but, but yeah, but it's, it's not. A lager can be any color than an ale can be. It's a different kind of yeast, and it's yeah. a different type of brewing. But you're right. There's like a definite perception as far oh, as yeah. what the lager is. And that's what Budweiser has done right. to these don't you hit that button. I don't have it. Good. I deleted Good. that no. button long ago. <laughs> There's no D word over here. Yeah. No D word at all. Don't no. say it. Don't say yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the kings, if you will, yeah. have uh, ruined loggers and pilsners Exactly, for yeah. All right, speaking totally. of color, tell us about this one. So this is a Vienna lager. Uh Chris, that's a strange a, color for a lager. Right? Yeah. So weird. <laughs> this no. isn't a lager. <laughs> Yeah, you talk about this one, Chris. Yeah, All get right. nerdy for yes. it. Lay it down, please. Um, yeah, Vienna Lager. It, it originates in Vienna, Austria. 
So not necessarily German, but um, <laughs> what? But uh, anyways, it's just like it's a coppery colored lager. Um, it really dates back to when the Germans started really fine tuning the killing process of malts. Um, before that, it was just kind of all over the place. It was dark, it was light, but um, getting to getting that Vienna malt like perfect. And um, same with the Munich type or Munich one and Munich two malts. Um, getting those like malts pushed up to like nice caramely colors but not going overboard into the roasting. And you get this kind of um, a nice copper-colored uh, lager. And um, a lot of them can taste similar to Oktoberfest-style beers. Mm-hmm. They yeah. can get like very close together there. It's got a similar malt profile yeah. Yeah. to it. So yeah. we have an Oktoberfest. We try to make this one a little bit different. So we, we up the hops a little bit and the higher end of it and then um, keep the body a little bit low. So it's a little bit crisper, um, mm-hmm. easy-drinking, lighter beer. Yeah. Merton's a bit darker color-wise. Uh, our Merton. And uh, it's uh, got a little bit more body to it. I feel like yeah, it's a little heavier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But very easy oh, to drink. But my favorite beer. Yeah. So come to our Oktoberfest, the end of this year. <laughs> <laughs> this has like a, like some nice biscuity notes to it. Like mm-hmm. it's toasty exactly. and roasty, and yeah, kind of makes you warm inside. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect makes beer on a, on a rainy day like <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah, exactly. The one rainy day a year that we get here in Southern California. Yeah. Beautiful day for drinking beer, though. <laughs> oh, gosh. beautiful day, right? Yeah, every day that ends in Y. Great day, to, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, what's next? It's a little bit darker. Uh, yeah, so... This can't be a lager. Yeah, right. well, it's actually, it's actually not. not. I know. So, <laughs> uh, but this is Valkyrie. This is one of the beers that I mean, Chris started with. Yeah, it so was, um, we're, we're home brewing. Um, we didn't have a lot of temperature controls. And if you want to do lager, you have to have temperature controls. Right. Done really right, if you want to do home brewing at least. And um, I went to the home brew shop. I remember telling the guy, look, I love, like... Ianger, Alt Virus, Dunk, favorite beer in the world back then, and still now, I think, one of them. And um, the guy was telling me, like, well, you know, if you have lagering capabilities, you can do that. Otherwise, right. try doing an Alt. It's kind of like a maltier German style beer where you're going to use ale yeast. It's going to have a little bit less esters to it and be closer to that. So I was like, all right, I'm in. Yeah. Let's start doing that. So um, we just started brewing a lot of that style. And we kept going and going, um, winning some awards. And my brother Matt and I went to Germany before we opened our first brewery and went to Dusseldorf. That's where <laughs> Alt is born. Like it's Every brewery you go to, you ask for beer, you get Alt beer. So this is the best name for a city ever. Dusseldorf? Dusseldorf. Oh, gosh. Dude, some of the German cities out there, the names are just beautiful. We'll go into that later. Yes, yeah, so we will. We'll, we'll definitely actually. go into that later. Totally. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to spend an hour on that later. <laughs> But anyways, we go around and we're, we're tasting all these all beers, and we're getting them. And we're thinking, Matt and I are thinking, like, oh, we've been, we won some awards, so we know what we're doing yes. for all beer. Obviously, <laughs> we're fancy. these guys have like, yeah, yeah whatever, like 300, 400 years above, you know, on us and this. And, whatever, guys. Yeah, we taste these beers, and we're just like, what? This is totally different because obviously all these judges and these beer contests, they don't really, they don't really know exactly like what beers these are, where they're right. from, and everything, but. You taste like the real like gold standards of those styles. They're, some of those are a little bit different. So uh, we found is like, you know, that style out there is a little bit lighter in body. Yeah. Um, usually like four percent. Some of them tasted really really hoppy. Some tasted really malty. It was hard to like put your finger on like what that style was. It was just the beer that these people have been making forever, and it's they called beer. Up yeah, there. to them. And yeah. nobody's sitting there going, "This is four stars." 
This is three stars. No, they don't, they don't have They're that just out there. drinking it. So we, we, we came back, we're thinking, like, what are we making? This beer is it's malty, it's German style, it's based on an alt, it's not really alt. It's kind of a shtick alt, which is like their, their heavier version of their alt beer, like the 6.5%. Yeah. So for a while, we're selling it as alt beer. And people will look at the tabs and be like, um, what is alt? Uh, what is the alternative to? I'll have the ALT. Does that make it a cider? Yeah, the ALT, because everybody was yeah, IPA ALT. or ALT. So it's, a, it's a hard sell. Like You're trying to like, you know, tell someone what this means. So we end up changing it just to German amber, which is a lot easier. Yeah, and, um, people get that. It's yeah, still the same thing. Yeah, yeah. But, and then, all right, and the darkest one we have here is what? This is uh, Nighthawk. Nighthawk. Funny thing is, Best we actually, the, uh, the, the first time that we brewed a Schwartz beer, it was called the darkest one. But, <laughs> but so this is actually, I mean, we fine-tuned it. We did it, uh, probably this wow. is the third round. Of, it had a couple rounds. Yeah, it was, we had a few um, rounds of our, our Schwartz beer, and we tweaked it, and then we, I think you guys nailed it on the head with this oh. one. Schwartz is yeah. my favorite so style of lager, I think. Mm-hmm. This is... This is the one that if I'm coming in here, I get this one yeah. every time I come. Yeah, it's, it is my go-to it's solid. beer it, for sure. It's one of the f- it's one of the the coolest things to sell out there too because you say a black lager it blows people's minds. Right. This because is they're a like how is how's a light beer black lager? And I'm like no, it doesn't listen Yes, it's light now. I can't beer down. listen. <laughs> Calm down, John. Okay. Oh, Take it easy. Light I'm doesn't necessarily out, man. just mean color. It can mean light in hops, it can mean light in ABV. People, you start to pour this, and they go, "Oh no, no, I don't, I don't like dark beers. I don't like heavy beers." I'm like, "Dude, I could drink this all day long." Yeah, don't worry, it's not a thin <laughs> yeah. mint stout. And that's, what yeah. that's what I've been hearing about all these beers. You can drink them all day long. That's Germany, man. Yeah, that's the thing. That's Good like, talk. yeah, we, I, we, and I, you know, our flight is only. I mean, the highest one is Valkyrie, which is six point two percent. Oh, that's um, why I like that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's, uh, but then we have a couple other bigger ones on the board. Again, German yeah. beers that are. Some, some amazing German beers. They're seasonal beers that we do, um, and we'll talk about those in a second after this. But uh, so if you go back to Nighthawk, it's it's a very complex malt profile. It is my absolute favorite beer to brew. Um, you get toasty, you get roasty, you get chocolate, but you don't get this overpowering burnt bitterness. No, and correct. Four percent. I'm telling you, 4.8. I drink it. Well, four point eight. Okay, let's be oh, precise. Four point eight percent. We've been drinking. I can drink it all day long. I'll drink it in she hot is, weather. I'll she drink is it a in small cold lady. weather. So, yes, and a new mom. So, bear with me. Okay. Um, She's just gone back on the sauce. Right. Yeah. For us, I think we tend to go a little on the hoppier side with this beer, which I think is amazing because it it starts out malty and sweet and caramely, and then you get to the finish, and it's like, ooh, what is that? That is the hops. It's a super dryness. It's mm-hmm. not like, it, it but it's not. Dryer. It's not. You know, we say hoppiness, and probably a lot of people out there thinking are like, oh, a dark beer that's going to be hot. You think an IPA? No. no, it's like these German hops will. The way that you use them, they can dry out the beer, and it it gives you that you know that big flavor at the front, and then the it takes the bitterness just away from it, you know? Right. Um, and that's what makes this beer so drinkable is yeah. you drink steins of this all day long. And and if for somebody that, somebody that likes a dark beer, usually dark beers are a lot heavier, you know? Uh, even a Guinness, which is only like a 5% beer, 
there's a lot of girth to that beer, you know? Like, yeah. it's, that's a protein it's, shake. Yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, that's a meal in itself. This is super light-bodied, yeah. and without that bitterness, it's it's even better. Yeah, and, and that is the taste that you get from it, mm-hmm. like you said. Like, you know, oh, I don't like dark beers, but you're right. This isn't like a meal. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a lot lighter. Yeah. You know? It's a, it's just a, it's that chocolatiness and that coffeeness. You can almost, like, like... Uh, put it next to like a, a cold brew coffee kind of thing. Yeah, because a cold brew coffee doesn't have that bitterness either, you know. Uh, so that's that's kind of. It's, it's like it. dessert without the guilt. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. There we go. Yeah. Uh, all right. And did you want to talk about this one now? Yeah. So yeah. we're basically swinging back around to yeah. uh, the Keller Hellas. So this is a. Uh, it's Straight a Zwickel beer. Mm-hmm. It is a delicacy, and it <laughs> is phenomenal. So you look at it, and it's uh, it's a super cloudy beer. Is it your so New England hazy lager? Looks like it's a it's a hazy IPA <laughs> looking type it's your of thing. New England lager. I took a picture of this and posted it on Instagram yesterday, and it looks just glorious. I didn't touch it with any kind of filter Unfiltered. or anything. It looks Unfiltered. that good. As, go. Yeah, I know it looks that good. <laughs> And, like, uh, I put unfiltered, hashtag unfiltered, which is probably just going to go next to a whole bunch of girls doing duck faces. <laughs> oh, but, but, like, because it's an unfiltered beer. So what this is, basically, is this is the lightest one, and it's a freshly fermented uh, not cold Hellas. Condition. Not cold condition, yes. but it's freshly fermented mm-hmm. and unfiltered. Not cold condition, so it's basically going to be sitting in the tank for another, four I don't know, weeks. we got four, right, four weeks or weeks so. Four weeks or so. Um, and then... Uh, then it's going to turn into the lightest one. It'll be filtered, and it'll be all of the yeast flavors. And you'll get all that out of it. Uh, but so this still has the yeast esters. Go ahead. Yeah. So yeah, get basically dirty for us, what please. happens is when you pull it fresh off the tank, fermentation has just ended, but you haven't given the lager enough time to mature. Therefore, the proteins and the yeast and all these byproducts that are still kind of going on haven't had time to fully fall out of suspension. So you taste it now, and I, I had people yesterday say, oh, well, is this is this dry hopped? Is, is Keller Fresh like dry hopped beer? Because there's all these weird flavors. No, you are literally tasting fermentation byproducts from the yeast that have not had time to settle out. It's, it's, almost it's so like, exciting. Yeah, it's almost yeah. like you've, missed, you've mixed <laughs> the lightest my lager. Favorite <laughs> it's almost like mixing like a super light lager with a Hef. Yeah, yeah, basically, kind of like it, well, that's the thing about a Hefeweizen is you want to drink a Hefeweizen just as fresh mm-hmm. as this is, yeah. but they're yeah. two different types of yeast. They're completely and different so types of yeast. You, Hefeweizen, in a Hefe- go ahead. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. <laughs> people think, oh, you've got, like, Beer fruity is. hops or what's that flavor? No, it comes from the fermentation of the yeast. When John was talking about the clove versus the banana, the phenols versus the esters, we get those flavors by manipulating the yeast during fermentation. So we go a little bit higher on our fermentation. That gives you a little more banana. You go a little lower, you start getting more into those cloves. So it's the same sort of thing. Like you're you're tasting what the yeast is doing. So it's so much fun because we taste it now. Then we taste it in four weeks. We're like, oh, yeah, logged out <laughs> perfectly. Or, oh, this Crap. is quite what we thought, which barely ever happens, by the way. We're pretty, we're pretty we're, consistent. We're pretty good about yeah. it. Yeah. Right down now, <laughs> right? There. But yeah. just in case you come up with a new name, just throw it on tap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's perfect. It's All right. A, it's when we can pull this off the tanks, it is awesome. So we, we did like 10, some more, yeah. 10, 10 gallons of it, and uh, it's just about done here. But It has to be fresh. So that's, that's the thing. Yeah. We, we yeah. taste that beer when it's really fresh off the tank, get all those flavors in them. If we were to keg up that whole thing, stick it in the fridge, distribute it, Get it out to the you know bars. Not the same. Like It'll come out weeks. clear. It's, gonna, It'll it's going be to be kind of clear. Mm-hmm. Those flavors kind of go away. So 
the thing is that like Keller beer is great when it's done right, but it's not an excuse to make a lager and call it lager and knock it out in like two weeks and nope. throw it out there. So probably like, we'll do like one half barrel keg, put it on tap, and that's all we're gonna do. It's like a big special release. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. When we get our canning machine, stick around for some uh, some some quick canning fresh runs of of some fresh Keller beer that might be pretty sweet. How long would it last in a can? I, I mean, it'll. In a can, it's a smaller thing, but I mean, yeah. if you get it, grab a four pack, drink it that week with your friends, you know, that, and you're good for, I mean, for a week or so, you're good. But yeah. you want to drink that fresh, the no matter what. The whole point is to drink the beer. Young. Don't, yeah, don't age this baby. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't hold on to it. Yeah, I don't yeah. think anybody is. You like them young, yeah. you'll like this beer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, all the creeps out there, if you like them, all right, know. that's yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, everyone's rushing to the bar now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, now that we're getting hydrated over here, we've talked about some beer. Uh, I've got some rapid-fire questions for you guys. We're going to go down the line. We'll start with Chris, Brittany, John. First thing that comes to your mind when I ask you these questions, okay? What's the first beer you ever drank? Heineken. Uh-oh. She's thinking. Or light. Oh, come on. <laughs> Michelob. Yeah. Come on. No, what? no, no. It was PBR. No, no, no. I'm talking I about when I was Vancouver, like. Vancouver, Washington. It was PBR, and I was in middle school. No, I was talking about like when I was a little baby. Yeah, when I was no, a baby, no, too. No, and I, I snagged no. one. Your parents were abusing you. <laughs> With Michelob? Dude, Michelob was oh, a delight. Yeah. That's how I was thinking. I was like, what was my dad drinking? With, that, with those right? fancy bottles. You remember those things? No, I don't. Oh, oh yeah. They were good. On. Michelob no. had some great bottles. I'm not playing the porn music. And it's not Michelob Ultra. It was like Michelob. Like Michelob. Michelob. Like, <laughs> like, like dirty old, old Michelob. Michelob. Yeah. Okay. First beer you ever brewed? It was an amber ale. Amber ale. Uh, it was a stout. American wheat. Ooh. Uh, first beer you brewed and then sold? Protector. Oh. German Pilsner. Nothing. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, I mean, I've brewed some with... These get you know here, but right. but like I've never done it on my own. Uh, Neither have I. Yeah, <laughs> he just drinks mine. That's right. Uh, cans or bottles? Cans. 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 So much nicer. Yeah, you can go hiking with cans. Yeah. Uh, favorite beer and food pairing? Ooh, ooh, I would say um, Dunkel and um, uh, Jaeger Schnitzel. Ooh, ooh, nice. That's good. Touché. You just Night threw Hawk me off a little bit. And barbecue. Oh yeah, barbecue oh, that's and anything. Good. Uh, I'd go with the Hellas and a nice big Bavarian pretzel and Obatsta cheese. <laughs> oh, man. You're so nice. fancy. That's nice. That's Pinky, good. Pinky's up. Ooh. Um, it's Tuesday night. What are you drinking? Beer. <laughs> All right. Oh, beer yeah, specific. More, what type oh, of beer? Man. Um, anyone. Okay. Um, any one of ours, probably. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm here on Tuesday night. <laughs> Nighthawk. Nice. It's in my uh, kegerator at home. So Tuesday night, I'm probably not drinking that much, so I'll have a little bit of the big meat. John's the responsible parent out of the three of us. Right. And he oh, also wow. loves big meat. <laughs> Never yeah. would have guessed Love that. It. He does. Yeah. Love, Love it. it. Yeah. Um, all right. What is, what is your beercation destination? Oh, man. Oh. Germany. 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 Oh, come on. But I will tell too you easy, that I went easy. to Bend, Oregon, and we did the ale trail in one Ooh. day. I don't recommend it. <laughs> don't recommend the ale trail or one day? One day. <laughs> okay, okay. I definitely recommend going and doing the ale trail over a weekend. Right. We went to 11 different breweries in one Woo. day. It was a delight. I You're, did that in Fort Collins. You make it sound good now. Oh, it was it was great, but yeah. like, dude, Very it hurt afterwards. <laughs> by the time you're done, you don't really even know what you're tasting. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. What Especially is your? Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, what's your favorite outside non-integrant beer? 
Um, I'd probably say Ianger Dunkel. Okay. Something you're not I'm going to betray and not say a German beer. Uh, Ninkasi's Munich Helles. So okay. while it is a German style, it is not from Germany. Close enough. I love it. It's good. Really? It's good. I'm telling you. It's the Unless only one I like. Unless they got old ones. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Russian River Consecration. Ooh. Dude, my number one. That is tasty. Sour, 10% yeah. brown ale in Cabernet Barrels, Black Crick. Meow. Yeah. And then finally, favorite non-beer hobby. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, oh you caught him on guard. There. <laughs> there's, there's non-beer hobbies? Right. right? Didn't know that existed. Uh, playing a guitar. Not okay. good at it, but I like Come doing on. it. Yeah. We didn't say what, you, what are you best at. <laughs> no, that was mine. Playing guitar? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Snowboarding. Nice. I like it. All right, so we kind of talked about the history of Vinegrin. Um Let's talk to Brittany a little bit. We've heard very little from Brittany. Uh, she got real. She got real big on that Nighthawk, though. She loves it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she can't stop talking about that. And yeah. the and the uh, the the Keller Ellis. Yeah, we know she likes it young. That's what we've learned yeah. so far. <laughs> God, what is your Weird. favorite style to brew? Definitely Nighthawk. Uh, it's lager. It's I like how complex the profile is. Um, you know, like Chris mentioned before, we do a lot of decoction mashing, so it's really exciting to see how you can manipulate things at each level, at each temperature of the mash. Step mashing. Sorry, my brain is hurt today. <laughs> no. uh, taking three Advil for this. Um, yeah, Nighthawk, definitely. All right. Schwartz Beer, Black Lager. Yeah. We went over it. Chris, what's your favorite style to brew? You know what? Um, I like brewing a lot of them. I love brewing lagers. Um, you know, the other night I went to bed and I couldn't sleep because I was so excited to brew my bop the next morning. Oh <laughs> yeah, stoked for it. So good. But um, yeah, I, just the, the, the beers I'm really passionate about, like just most of our lagers we're doing. I, I just love brewing all of them. Nice. And um, really, it's like when you start a brewery, you just make the beers you want to drink. And I like to drink all of these at certain times of the day or week, of the year whatever, too. Of the yeah. year. Yeah. So um, I'm really, I'm really excited to brew all of them. Nice. Are you still brewing, John? I'm not brewing, but I'll tell you what my favorite beer, just like <laughs> favorite beer to sell or to drink, really, is our uh, our smoked our Ralph beer, smoked Doppelbock, the big meat. The big meat. I'm, I'm all about the baby. big meat, man. Just like talking about it. I love it. It's, it's such a, you don't get that beer anywhere besides here, man. Like, So it's a 7.5% smoked Doppelbock, um, and... It's called the big meat because it tastes like barbecue. Yeah. And it tastes I like love, bacon. Yeah, it tastes like bacon. It tastes like ham. It's uh, like, you, think of like a smoked ham. <laughs> I just, I'm just like imagining the people out there going like, what the, what is this guy talking what about? This, guy <laughs> this is a beer that has smoked yes, ham in it? So this beer is based off of, um, no, you, I got, you ever had Schlenkela? Oh, it's man. A, it's a, <laughs> it's my it. favorite. It's a great I stole it from me. John's Bamberg smoked beer. And uh, one of my favorite beers out there. And I was talking to my brother, Matt, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a smoked beer. It's going to taste like me. I'm going to call it the big meat. And he was like, <laughs> no, dude, you can't do that. That's, yeah. that's disgusting. You, you shouldn't do that. I, I gave him a picture I drew. It was a picture of a bottle sliced like ham. He was like, that's cool. Let's do that. Yeah. So the picture, yeah. like the label was made before the beer was, and then the beer came out, and it's like, yep. <laughs> this meat. is, if anybody's had Oxlankula's smoked Doppelbach, they love it. Like, 
Not everyone. Not, it's no, very no, no. polarizing. It's a. It's in a, John's mind, listen. everyone loves the big meat, and he can't fathom you. No, not no, 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 no. That's not. That's meat. not true at all. I, I completely understand that people do not like that beer. It is a very weird beer. Smoky. It is very weird. You love it yeah. or hate it, but it you is, want to try it no matter. But what. But it else. is phenomenal, and it. You guys do it. So beautifully, you do it's that, because that nobody, thank you, John. No, yeah, you guys do <laughs> I'm that big meat so beautifully. Commenting at this part, it so is. Brittany just walked away. Yeah, it, it's Brittany out. It's such an amazing beer, and the people that really appreciate it, they come in here, they they're blown away. Yeah, uh, it's it's beautiful. When we do beer fest. It's kind of funny. Yeah. This one guy came up and he was like, "Oh, I can't have that one. I'm, I'm a vegan." And I was like, <laughs> I was thinking in my head, like, what kind of process would involve putting like meat into the beer? I was right. like, "No, this is, there's no meat in this one." And he tried it and he was like, "I've been a vegan for 15 years, kind of uh, considering having meat again." Yes. I was like, "That's right." So you're, you're, yeah. you're converting people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> All right, the we first have... time we brewed it, we took a picture of you literally dumping ribs, what looked like we, you were we dumping didn't. ribs We didn't actually the dump the ribs. And people actually thought we legitimately it put ribs confusion. in caused <laughs> confusion our beer. We and ate the ribs and drank the work. I got yeah. to ask you, is it like a meal in itself, or is it like one of those... like? Well, it's a doppelbock, so basically a doppelbock was made to be a meal in itself. Okay. So it is a bigger beer, 7.5%, and it's got a lot of body to it and so it, I mean you can have one of those and really it's it's okay. it'll keep you held over basically now I'm asking because so I gotta try it you, had it you want to take as much big oh, meat as possible because it will keep you grab a couple big meats will you Couple big meats. Couple Please. big meats coming up. Yeah. <laughs> Alright we got some listener Go questions from uh, people here who are here at Integren and this is a question for the brewers from Sir Ascalot <laughs> Can you tell us about the names on your fermenters? Yes. Okay, so I grew up sailing, and boats had to have names. It was just a superstition, had to do it. So for me, every piece of equipment I've ever owned had a name. Okay. So we got our new tanks in, and we had to put names on them. So um, in this place, we have a theme on the, uh, the back wall over here. It's all mom's. <laughs> so um, we got my mom, my wife's mom, John's mom is, is Susan right there. Nice. Oh, wow. And um, so that's that row right there. The middle row here, this is all wives. So uh, Smart. Yeah. Not all of my wives. Just <laughs> one of <laughs> my wife is there. How many of them got crosses through it? <laughs> yeah. Up, yeah. <laughs> wife number one. Yeah. All divorced, yeah. Yeah, every time you get divorced, you get a new tank. <laughs> like we said, Chris gets around. Yeah. No one said that. So does this big meal here. It's not, no. not, I'm not that no. cool. <laughs> so um, my wife's up there. Um, John's wife. I've uh, got Cynthia. That's uh, Chris Paulson. His, uh, his is he here yet? celebrating his 47th birthday. birthday. There he is right there. Uh, his wife Red is there. Red jacket, Hi, nice hat, hey. Hannah. There you go. Happy birthday, Chris. And then um, Hoi Ching, that's uh, Joe's wife. She's Chinese. And then the last um, tanker here, Colleen, that is actually named after Colin, the husband of Michaela, our bar manager. Oh, okay. So we um, womanified the name to right. Colleen can't instead. Can't name it after a man. Yeah, so West Coastified it. West Coastified <laughs> it. And Bogartha, actually, that is named after just, uh, you know, um, my last name is, is Swedish and I like all the, the Viking um, history and stuff. So nice. name that one. Actually, before the, the whole show came out. So everyone's like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's about the show, right? Like, no, <laughs> it's the like crap. <laughs> yeah, but... Um, Named that Bogartha, um, and um, our first beer we've ever made on this system here without like yelling or throwing wrenches or <laughs> me throwing wrenches and stuff. And 
um, I think going perfectly smooth was our, our Pilsner, which was just Pilsner at the time, which is now Lagertha. So um, we brewed that one. I was thinking, cool, everything's, uh, everything's done, right? Can we just go home? Are we, are we good? Is, does something break? It's weird. Oh, no, we're good. So we'll, we'll call it after the brewery. Nice. Uh, this question is specifically for Brittany. Who is your favorite cellarman at Ennegrin? <laughs> what? Yeah! That would be Sean sitting right over there in the corner. Uh, we hired him on in December. Kiss ass. They so poached uh, him on. <laughs> yeah, yeah I poached him Ella. from uh, Canning Company yeah. that won't be named. No. Oh, wow. uh, Boom Hut Canning. No, they're Boom great. Hut. They're awesome. No, been, yeah, they've been Sean. canning our beer. It's been fantastic. Yeah. Sean's we did steal Sean. He's so. the best. Thanks. So. And this question is actually for Dan and I. Uh, did you eat? <laughs> <laughs> I ate, but I'm still hungry. Yeah, well, here, hey, take a drink of the big meat. It's oh, right in front of you right there. Yeah, we do have some big meat in front of us. Try that. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, Prost. Prost. So, Bamberg, Germany. My uh, my grandpa, after World War II, was actually named the Bamberg of, or the uh, the Baron of Bamberg. I don't know if you guys knew that. I, I knew that. You told me that. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. I gotta say, right off the top, the smell. Oh. I mean, it smells like a barbecue, man. Yeah. Like, Damn, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it sounds like it's. Know. I love it. It's such. Oh, an awesome I gotta beer. add something. Um, so there's that. one more row of tanks I forgot. And that's oh. gonna be daughters. So Austin is Brittany's daughter. And then the biggest tank we're getting in, which is the 60 barrel tank coming in on Monday, is named Lily for John's daughter. Yeah. Yep, there it is. So, so it's the next generation of tanks rad. right there. Yep. Yeah. And then yeah. we're out of ideas. Yeah, <laughs> after that. And you're out then, of space. Then it's going to be dogs. Yeah, we're out of space, too. So no, we dogs don't have, are right there. It's Lucy. We got, yeah, we oh, got Lucy. a little tiny one. Well, then it's going to be ex-girlfriends. Oh. oh. Let's not do that. That's where all the bad batches go. <laughs> out of many tanks, then. The cursed yeah. tanks. Bunch of kick the IPAs will all go in that row. Oh, no, not the hobby Nice. Another question for Dan and I. What's the burp word? I know. I'm sorry. We don't. We don't have them for the. No, we're keeping it classy. I figured people wouldn't want us burping into microphones. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Not at a brewery. It's, yeah. You know. Yeah. And then finally, Dan reminds me of the girl from the sweaty ball skit on Saturday Night Live. Oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> How was that? Mm. What a color rainbow of beer. Just Dan, say this. Say this. Mmm. I love the way the big meat tastes in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something bad like that. I was going to say, like, oh, I really like the big meat. Mm, yeah. Oh, I can God. dig this. The All big meat's got right. a lot of flavor. Put it into your cheeks. you're comfortable <laughs> enough with yourself to admit it. I'm just holding it in my mouth. I'm not afraid to admit it. No, honestly, though, what do you guys think of the big meat? It, is, it tastes like meat. Isn't it crazy? It's unbelievable. Like, it's, and I totally get awful. it. Like, where you t- you post that picture of, like, yeah. the rib in there. Mm-hmm. I would believe that. Man. Yeah, they must really do that. It's it's not overpowering. Yeah. Okay. It's such an easy, it's a drinkable beer, too, at a 7.5%. Um, and so, a beer for it's the just bowl. So good, yeah, so good. Well, we, have, we I mean, we have like chronic. Uh, we have chronic. You got some big chronic? meat drinkers, big you know, <laughs> that come in here and it's just like I, I love the, I love it. I love the big meat. You can't stop myself. Yeah, to it, the big it, meat. It's your favorite yeah. beer or your least favorite beer. That's yeah, just kind of how completely. it is. And as someone you who, love it or you hate it. And I'm very sensitive to smoke in my beer. And a lot of times that yeah. turns me off a of beer. But this is actually very drinkable because it's not oversmoked. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's just actually, like a nice so little barbecue. We, we did a beer called Blonde Fire. <laughs> we use 100% smoked malt in it. And the idea was just to do that, then we'll blend in Hellas and see what the good best ratio for that beer would be. Sure. Really, 100% wasn't even over-smoked. It was a smoked Hellas, though. Although so we, we, it was it was a 4.8%. Yeah. 
wow. light beer that looked like like the light the lightest one. Yeah, but it was smoked. It was so good, but we called it Blonde Fire, and it kind of backfired on us. People would say, "I'll have your blonde." Uh, and they get that, and it was a very rude awakening if you wanted a blonde <laughs> ale. Right. But um, I think that I think that the the bartenders maybe. would always we'll be. Oh no no no, we should. We, we definitely will. No, I think us. Blonde Fire is perfect. People love the Blonde Fire, but the the bartenders were very good about being. Are, are you sure? <laughs> Do you want to taste it first? Just so you know. Because you can tell when somebody's like, oh, I like smoked beer, or you can tell if somebody's just looking for a blonde. So. Yeah, right. absolutely. All right. And, uh, so is there one beer or brewery that got you into craft beer? You know what? Um, I'd probably say when I first started off, it was, it was Sierra Nevada and Sam Adams, and back and forth between those two. That was my favorite beers. Okay. And that was what really got me into it. And then Fat Tire... Right, I, I, I kind of feel like those are the. Those gateway. are my three right there. Right? Those were, I mean, that was about right when we started drinking beer, basically, like like drinking beer heavily in college, yes. Yes. Uh, and that's what we could also. Number one, it was a cheap craft beer, mm-hmm. not like super cheap, but it was probably the cheapest of. I mean, there wasn't, wasn't there wasn't there wasn't that was much just, out there. It was that or there the more was available. there was big guy craft beer. I mean, you didn't necessarily. I don't think I ever considered uh, Sam Adams craft beer because I didn't think about it that way at the time. Right. Um, but honestly, I mean, they were pretty much the first craft beers. They're they're basically they're our dads kind of. They're, they started with the loggers, and we're doing we're a small baby of what they are. <laughs> <laughs> like, at that time, it wasn't really like a, a word craft beer. It was just like no. it was just the the there typical was, mainstream light lager. And and then there was the more expensive stuff yeah. in the same shelf. But right. it was either Natty you know. Light or if you got good tips that week, you'd get some Sierra Nevada. <laughs> yeah. That was my snowboarding beer oh, okay. in, yeah. in college. It was Sierra Nevada. And, man, so wow. Brittany? Honestly, it's going to sound cheesy. Uh-oh, go um, for it. I was really not into beer until I went to Chris's Brewery. Oh, like, kiss ass. Don't, don't want to fill his head with too much more you. air, but I have to credit Chris. You're about for... to get a promotion until you said that. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> Sorry. I have to credit him for kind of me wanting to really get into beer. My husband and I homebrewed. We liked it. It was fun, but it was more his hobby. It wasn't something that I was really going through. I was going through college. I was brewing, but not like it wasn't my passion came and tried Chris's beer, and I was like, damn, dude, we could do this. Like, we could open a brewery. We could make some Damn, this is so beer. easy. We're still doing it ourselves. Right? So. Little did just, we know. Just like it, everybody out there yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. Literally. Yeah. Every it's home so brewery. So yeah. easy. So that, that's where it came from. And as I said, I started off actually drinking IPAs, uh, Protector being As the everybody one. did um, and does. Yeah, and does, yeah, fine. you do. Um, and then I started working here, and, and Chris molded me into this, like, Lager-loving nerd that I am now. So and we, I you don't know until you try. Man. Yeah, it's like it's you start with IPAs and then you got to find some cooler stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. I think we all started with IPA. I mean, my the beer that got there's two that got me into craft beer, and it was a Cali Belgique from Stone, and then Mammoth 395. Nice. And it's like those two were like, oh, beer can be way better yeah. than that mm-hmm. other crap. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was IPA. never into the IPA when I first started. Like it was always the German style stuff. Yeah, and I remember my brother Matt was like. IPA tastes like bug spray. Ugh. And I was like, yeah, I get it. I <laughs> totally understand you. See, but I, I, but I'm coming. It was always oxidized bottles from Germany that we would just drink. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw the entire other way. Yeah, like, so especially right. living in Santa Rosa when I really started getting into craft beer. I was living near, near um, the Russian River. Oh, yeah. So I started getting. I, I wasn't. I've never necessarily been an IPA guy, but like when you first get into craft beer, no matter who you are, 
all you know is IPA. That's Correct. the first thing you've ever yeah. heard about craft beer. So that's what you're going to drink, and you're going to pretend that you like it until you find something better. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. It's true. And then, you know, you, you want to be a man, and you want to, like, show that you can handle as many hops as you possibly can. Yeah. It's like, hey, you know what? If you come into the brewery here, and you ask any anybody here, like, give me your favorite beer, it's the lightest one. Yeah. It's the lightest one. Yeah, there you go. Because it's a perfect beer. Yeah, There's back, no shame in that. No, not at all. And back then it was like double IPA. Yeah, bring on the hot. Bring it on. Yeah. I can handle this, I, sir. I, I, yeah. say, I think I went the other way. I think I drank so many IPAs, like my tongue went numb. Yeah, there you and go. Like, oh, it's like they all taste the same yeah. now. Like there I got to bring it back down yeah, to yeah. lagers and ambers. And, and, and but that's, that's exactly how the, the thing, the, the cycle goes, I think. And, and also with sours, too. Uh, you're looking for, I mean, you go from the IPAs, you go to probably sours because you're looking for some more flavor too. And now you're like, all right, let's really get into what the meat of beer is, which is lagers. Yeah. Or the big meat. <laughs> or the big meat, yeah. <laughs> which is a lager. Um, Brittany, when you got hired here, when you guys got real hydrated and you got that job, were you excited to find out you'd be doing all this lagering or was it like, oh crap, I have to do a lot of lagering? No, no, I was excited. I think when I started here, it's kind of when Chris really transferred over to kind of forming this lager brewery. I mean, when I first started, we were doing a kind of a random variety of everything, trying to find our niche, trying to find that beer that we just want to drink all day long. Um, my memory might be wrong, but I feel like the first <laughs> beer Chris and I worked on together was the lightest one. And that was what really got me into lagers. It was, it was fun. It was exciting. It, it's there's an anticipation to it and a challenge yeah. to it because you can't make a, a mistake yeah. and you don't get to taste what the finished product is for six weeks. So it's like, I don't know, I find it more exciting than an ale that you pump out two weeks. You're like, all right, it's good, works, <laughs> cool. Yeah, actually, uh, to kind of add to that, um, when we hired Brittany on, that's when we were going through a little bit of a change. We had a lot of beers on the board, a lot of Belgian stuff, a lot of IPAs. We had double IPAs here and there. And... Like, my favorites were always, like, Valkyrie. I love brewing um, Lager, though. Those are my favorite beers, too. Um, and it, it was basically Valkyrie, Lager, and we think we may have had just, a, like, one batch of Hellas in there. And our um, the head of our distributing company, he's not there anymore, um, but anyways, he's telling us, like, you know, look, guys, you know, knock it off with the German stuff. No one wants German <laughs> beers anymore. Um <laughs> How about, like, making some fruit IPAs? Oh. Remember I walked away and I was like, that's it. I'm done. I'm going to either burn this brew to the ground <laughs> or I'm going to make all the beers I want to make. And if I nosedive this thing and get back to my normal job where I made great money, then cool. I'll do it. So um, at that point, I was like, that's it. I'm, I'm not doing any more beer that I don't want to make ever again. Awesome. So we started making all these lagers. Brittany hopped on. We started doing Hellas, um, kind of that one. We don't follow any trends. And working a lot of other things and going the opposite direction of everyone else just because I just don't like that. I'm not into it. I want to make a beer that's hard to make that I'm going to feel rewarded with after. Yeah. yeah. And... Um, Actually, it's been working out pretty well because now we've got our own little niche going. So yeah, that every now is based off. Of everybody that. now is hopping into. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got all these other places that are uh, that are that are starting to brew these lagers because they realize that that's what's up. That's cool. And now we've been doing it for a while, and we're just a small brewery. But we've perfected um, it. And and perfected, like, yeah. I, I like think really, what you're gonna find like they, there's all these articles coming out this year about how you know loggers are gonna be the next big thing and pilsners are gonna take off. What you're gonna find. 
is that not everyone can make a great lager. Yeah. You can't and just be doing ales out. all the time and then be like, <laughs> hey, we're going to throw some lager yeast into here and then we'll be cool to go. No. It doesn't work that way. You gotta know what you're doing. You, yeah, it's not. It's not just a literally. It's literally not just throwing lager yeast into it instead of throwing ale yeast into it. Right. There's a lot more that goes into it. And honestly, grab one of our cans of our lagers and put it up next to any one of those other lagers that are out there. Yeah. What's kind of sad is like you talk to a lot of brewers that come in and it's like, oh man, you know, what lager? You know, we, this is like the beer we like to drink. And I'm like, well, why don't you make it then? Yeah. Well, you know, we got a lot of like, you know. We have a certain amount of tank space. We can't make a lot of these things. They take too long. It's like, well, all right, well, is this craft beer or are we just trying to make money right now? Like, what's the difference here? Right. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I, and that kind of, I kind of feel like that answers the next question here. I see, I, I see Integrin everywhere now, grocery stores, Costco. You know, how's it keeping up? Why do you think you're going so fast? I think you kind of answered my question. You guys know your stuff on loggers. What about we do? We, we have a niche. It, seriously. Like, that, like we, uh, we do loggers. We do them right. Um. We don't do a lot of IPAs and other things. We just, we're just I'll, I'll, when people come to the bar and they ask me for an IPA. I'll literally tell them to go somewhere else. Try, try to convince really them one. to not have one. We've got one IPAs because I mean, not our niche. No, we've always like, had an IPA. Like we said earlier, our protector was what we kind of first. Protector got so convoluted. Yeah. we took it off top because yeah. it's just not our thing. And it's wow. not to discredit breweries who don't brew lager. There are some great sour breweries out there, some great Belgian breweries out there. That's just not us. Mm-hmm. We know lagers, we love lagers, and it shines through in the beer when you drink it. it very much does. Like you know, I, I've just kind of gotten back into lagers and everything mm-hmm. like that. And these are these are all delicious. Well, Thanks, I, I think awesome. a challenge that some of these brewers are going to find too when they try to start brewing these lagers is you really start to find out the flaws in your brewing process as well as your cleaning processes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you can't hide nothing. Uh, before we move on to something else, what beer do you miss the most? I can't yeah. say there's anything I, I miss because I think that's some of the fun of craft beer. Yeah. There's always, you're like, oh, I kind of miss it when they made that. And then, boom, they you know come what? out with something different, better, more exciting. It's you know what I really changing. missed until this weekend? The Hella, the Keller. Mm. Keller yeah. Hellas. Yeah. Just Keller beers in general, like a It'll real work Keller on beer. Pulling a Keller and, from and like German, like I, I went to Munich last year, and so you'd get. I mean, they're brewing all the time, so they have Keller beer coming off all the time, and they'll put it into their tasting rooms. Um, and so that that was something that I loved, and I haven't had it since I was there until we just pulled off these ten gallons, and it's just freaking awesome. Before we get up on out of here, I want to do a little bit of booze news, you guys. Comment along. Tell me what you're thinking. Oh, God. Nope. That's the wrong song. (laughs) (laughs) Extra, extra, drink all about it. It's time for booze news. So uh, is everybody excited for Meghan and Harry's wedding, the royal wedding? (laughs) That is way more response than I expected. I know. I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) What's wrong with you guys? Yeah, wow. I, I didn't know they would care. Uh, so apparently they have their own custom beer for their wedding. Oh. Why don't we get it Actually, now I'm excited about it. I want to hear about it. This is yeah. awesome. Yes. And for oh, some no. reason, they did not call you. Yeah. yeah. What the hell? How dare them? Yeah. Michaela, I think, knows them yeah, personally. Yeah, I'm sure Michaela was like, yeah, stay away from these freaks. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk to her. Uh, so <laughs> it's a mix of American and English hops. It's called the Windsor Knot. Uh, With a K? Yes. Got it. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's cute. Um, they'll be selling it in England, so if anybody's taking a trip across the pond... Okay, who's uh, making it? Uh, it's a very small brewery that made the beer for the other royal wedding. 
Um, if I was better at this, I would have had the name handy. Kate and Harry. Hmm? Right? That's Wasn't cool. Prince Harry yes, and Kate? exactly. Whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever. They made a movie about it on Lifetime. That's the only reason why I know. <laughs> sure. Yeah, you can buy I, it. I caught that one. <laughs> you can buy it at the Royal Farm Shop in Windsor. All right. Yes. Um, I'm going. Yeah. Kayla's Do we know what kind of beer it is? It is. It's just a nail. It's just a, just yeah, a, just a, just a nail. It's got American nail, and English whatever. hops. Right. It's kind of like that a makes sense. Yeah. You know. Uh, it, it's nothing crazy. Yeah. Nothing to make a trip to England over. Um, in Florida, this man is doing the Lord's work. In Florida, a driver crashes his big rig, spills 60,000 pounds of bush. Oh. <laughs> Talk about dropping the beer. You know? Wow. Yeah. Don't spill the beer. <laughs> yeah. 60,000. Party foul. It's a lot of bush. Yeah, it's a big party foul. <laughs> yeah. It's a party penalty at that point. Yeah, at least oh it was God. only bush. It's just a lot Going of bush. <laughs> you don't. It's you don't want to. You yeah. don't want to find yourself in Florida and like just with a lot of bush. <laughs> yeah, John went there. Yeah, yeah. I've up. been there. I was waiting for, not, for that. Not a uh, waiting for it. Not what you're looking for. <laughs> yeah, sixty thousand pounds of bush comes out to nine hundred sixty thousand <laughs> ounces. Or 80,000 12-ounce cans. Oh, my God. I thought we were talking about something else. <laughs> Bush and cans? <laughs> oh, that. Oh, yeah, no. Beer. Yeah, the beer. Oh, yeah. beer. Got, got it. It's beer. with a C. Yeah. Bush. Oh, Bush with a C. Bush. I just got back. Bush. So I didn't know where to uh, And Chris alluded to this earlier. What the hell is with breweries making glitter beer? Nope. Next nope. question. It's embarrassing. <laughs> nope. I hate to say it, but I'm it, embarrassed to have that be called craft beer. Chris, have you seen? It's time no. for the Ryan Heights Kabat to come back again. <laughs> yep. Yeah. There's a brewery yeah. that Mar- I very much like that's making that. Three Weavers yep. is <gasps> making God a glitter, glitter beer. Beer. With Next question. <laughs> Moving on. No, wait, hold on. I I want to talk about this. No joke. It, it, it no, I want to talk like about this. Don't give bomb. it any airtime. <laughs> Chris, I don't think you know the extent of this glitter beer. They said you literally. I'm gonna show you after this, and you're gonna lose your mind. We would talk for an hour. It's not. It is not right. No. There's. I saw it come up on like a on a and and nope. Nope. You know it's gonna be on like Big Beer's next brand of like schmear propaganda and all. that. (laughs) Literally, anybody that listens to this, if you buy a glitter beer, give me a call. I'll reimburse you and then punch you in the face. (laughs) It seems fair. It seems fair. At least you get your money back. Uh, and then finally, Matilda Kershia. I probably screwed up the name. She just turned 100 years old. And when they asked her, what's the secret to turning 100 years old mm-hmm. and still being healthy? She said her nighttime regime includes exercise followed by beer and potato chips. I agree. My yeah. kind of woman. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think she's your next beer tender. Seriously. Yeah. No yeah. kidding. Yeah. Matilda needs a job over I'm all here. about it. Yes. Uh, anyways, that's it for Booze News. You guys, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you for you. talking some yeah, beer, for nerding stuff. out for us. If you guys are here or if you're listening at home, uh, make sure you come out to Frillings Fest. Frillings Fest. Frillings it's Fest, a, April 21st. Uh, April 21st. We got, uh, it's basically the Oktoberfest of the spring. And uh, bring your Lederhosen. Oh. We've got an awesome German band. We've got German tug. food. Or, or Dirndl. We've got, yeah, or, or your Dirndl. Dirndl. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Um, we we're releasing our Maybach. It's our that uh, means May Bach. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> We've got a sixty barrel or sixty gallon barrel beer of is. beer that we're gonna tap. Um, yeah, it's gonna be pretty awesome. It's if you like Oktoberfest, come party because it is just fun all day long. 
you like a party, it's the place to be. I'm the master of festivities, and I don't do it wrong. a party better than John. <laughs> yeah. It's true. You know, and I, I got to gotta say, saying. this is my first visit here, and uh, I totally dig, number one, your guys' glassware. I mean, oh, thank it's you. just so swanky, and it's just beautiful. Like, I saw and people walking around with looks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like German mugs. This is old stuff, man. the correct beer in the correct yeah. glass. No, but, but it's you don't put a filet mignon on a paper plate. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> He's been waiting all day to oh, say that. He rehearsed it over. No. He's got it written on the back of his hand. <laughs> He's so proud of himself. The other right thing now. I got to say is uh, enjoy how clean your bathrooms are because I feel like there's nothing Dave, worse than wow. I go out Dave, and I walk into a bathroom. Not all heroes it, wear a cape. <laughs> Dave Brown, if he's here somewhere, he's floating around with my father-in-law, yeah. and he's awesome. No, nothing if worse. He, if he ever left or died <laughs> or something, we have to hire 30 people to replace him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Dave is ridiculous. the man. Literally, his business card says, there, the, the man. man. There's wow. nothing worse than when I go somewhere and the bathroom looks like mine. And it's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's why I leave my house. Exactly. Me too. I don't drink at home. And for anybody listening at home, come on down here. Integrant Brewing, 444 Zachary Street. It's number 120 in Moore Park, California. Uh, yes, you do have to go past the police station. It's okay. So, uh, Drive to get lost, and then there's you're there. Ubers, man. Yeah, yeah. There's Ubers. I'm Ubering home tonight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I brought Goober. It's my girlfriend. Hey, oh. Uh, yeah, girlfriend Uber. Yeah. Uh, do not drive here and then drive past the police station. That would be silly. Uh, so thank you all for listening. Thank you guys for hanging out, for talking some beer and getting nerdy with us and all that good stuff. Uh, at Integrin Brewing on the social medias, integrinbrewing.com is where you find them. For everybody that's here for the podcast, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Thank you all. Thanks for drinking along. Thanks, everybody that's here all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks for, Thanks the for people that didn't come just for the podcast. <laughs> Thanks for just enjoying our beverages. <laughs> right. Thanks for staying hydrated. Yeah. Uh, everybody at home, theunfilteredgentleman.com as we can find everything you need to find about us. And on that note, I uh, hope everyone's staying hydrated. And uh, good night, everybody. Party on. Party on.